Welcome everyone back to the Club Talk Podcast. My name is Tyler Zuss. As always, I'm the host for this great podcast. I just want to say first and foremost, I hope you and your families are safe during these difficult times due to the coronavirus. I had to go back home to record this episode, so it might sound a little bit different this time due to the sound, but also um, you might hear my cat scratching at the door a few times. He uh, wanted to go in on the episode. So today's guest is Dalton Gaskins. He's a graduating senior at the University of Ohio, um, and I've known him for a few years. He's my great friend, and without further ado, Dalton Gaskins. All right, well, welcome, Dalton. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it during these uh, difficult times we have. So I guess I just want to start off with, uh, I guess, how, introducing yourself and uh, what you're doing now. like the rest of classes like being this your senior year like or were you just like ready to get out of here really question would be just explaining um, your past internship at the NCR Country Club and um, is NCR like an abbreviation for something or is it just NCR? Um, so NCR actually used to be run by the National Cash Register. It used to be partnered. Um, so if you like worked for them, you would end up getting like a free membership, um, either golf or social, um, but they have since moved past that. Uh, if you still work for NCR, uh, the National Cash Register, you still get um, like a discount or free membership, I believe. Um, that's as far as I knew for it. Uh, but what I did last uh, last summer for my internship, it was kind of a, an abundance of things too. And I got lucky with it uh, that they allowed me to do so much so early. Um, I got to work with uh, Glenn and Mark. Uh, both of those guys uh, loved them to death and they really showed me everything that I wanted to know and needed to know about country clubs. Um, so at NCR, there's 36 holes of golf. Uh, there's a pool and fitness center, and then we have two dining areas as long as as well as a, a banquet area. And uh, throughout my time there, I really got to. I, I started off uh, with just doing the banquet side, um, so just seeing how uh, back a house would set up for a banquet event, whether that be only for 50 people or whether it would be for 250 people. Um, after we did a few of the banquet events, I got used to kind of the staff and just the culture at NCR. 
they started moving me around. They allowed me to, you know, manage the pool area and the small concession and bar they had down there. Uh, they even let me bartend because I had never bartended before, and they thought it was a, a nice skill to, to have, especially on busy days, to help our bartenders out. Um, after the bartending lessons and everything like that, I went upstairs uh, to our two main uh, restaurants, the 37th Hole, which is a family-oriented uh, restaurant, and then we also have medallions. Medallions is our um, like high-end, um, kind of fancier, you want a quiet dinner, um, and I got to like help serve. I got to go around the table, table, get to know all the members um, and how they're doing. So it was a little bit of everything, which I enjoyed. I think the the biggest thing for me was was banquets. You know, having some front of house and back of house experience from working at hotels and restaurants, I kind of felt like I was at home with banquets the most um, because I was able to interact with people. You know, see how um, events were going from the people that we had set it up with for so long. Made the boe, uh, bo, um, <laughs> the event, banquet event orders. Um, so that was kind of nice. Um, it was a good touch to it. So I even got to uh, do a little bit of the golf events, help set up. You know, uh, golf leagues, um, any of the golf parties, and that kind of thing. Okay, uh, so from from what I've heard is you, you enjoyed the banquet side more than like the restaurant side? Yeah, um, so the banquet side to me is a little bit different than restaurants. Uh, I feel like you get to do a little bit more, you're a little bit more active during it, and I kind of enjoy that. Whereas the restaurant side, you're, you kind of don't want to interrupt people, um, and like you, you get to, I guess, mingle more with the members uh, when there's a banquet compared to it. And just sitting with their families on the restaurant side. Yeah, the the um the one thing I don't like about the banquet side is setting up for all the events. That's yeah, one... that is definitely a pain. <laughs> it, 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 it does. It does. Uh, I had a few moments there that it was painful. All those, uh, you know, like every summer I get just this this love and hate relationship of setting up all those chairs and what whatever is needed for those events yeah. tables. Uh, so I always say restaurant people ask me just because the uh, the setting up, but I'm not the strongest guy, so. Um, that definitely affects how I have, uh, look at banquets, but you're right. It's definitely completely different than restaurants and a lot of event planners. They will always say banquets just because you have so much freedom setting up all those. And, um, was there, was there something that you would have changed to make it better over the past summer? Uh, or did you like overall like your experience? I guess the good thing about that is you're going back this year, so you'll be able to get to know some of those members you didn't get to last summer. Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, I guess we'll go to the club stories now. Um, my past two summers, I've had some insane experiences, and, and maybe if you had any cool stories you had while there, uh, you were there past summer, whether be with members, staff. I know you were there when Donnie, our faculty advisor, hospitality program, he told us this story where um, he was just starting on the job and. 
Um, he had looked at the liquor sale numbers or inventory and noticed that he thought somebody was stealing. So what he did was he dressed out in all black and he crawled across the greens is what he said. And he used his binoculars and peered in and he saw the members or not the members, the, the employees having parties after hours. Um, that was just something I remember from Donnie. But one of my cool experiences, or not cool, I guess, was this past summer, we we had heavy rains at the club, and it was a huge monsoon. And so we had like a bunch of uh, leakage from the ceilings. The sewage came up from the uh, from the grates and went into our kitchens. And I, I was wearing aprons over my head with, uh, with some duct tape against the um, electrical units. And <laughs> uh, my manager was doing that before I did, so he handed me off. But uh, do you have any cool experiences from this past summer? Uh, maybe... You know, with members, staff, or anything like that? Yeah, there's definitely a few moments that really stand out for me. Uh, I guess the worst one for me was uh, we had a pipe break uh, at our pool one day. Um, yeah, it was it was not a, a fun sight, so we didn't know what was going on at first. We got, uh, like, a member come up to us and, like, kind of update us that there was a lot of water coming down the hill. So for our pool, there's, like, the two aspects of it. So upstairs center and you go downstairs to a level that's probably a good 50 60 feet below it um and you go outside that there's the pool level and there was a bunch of water going down the hill on the side by the ac units that we thought you know okay maybe you know it was a hot day maybe it's just a bunch of condensation or anything like that we went around to look at it and it was a huge waterfall of water (laughs) uh and it ended up just getting worse and worse and I think they spent a solid three days fixing the pipe, and we had no water at the pool, so we had to shuttle people um, to the clubhouse for, uh, like, using the restroom or anything like that. Um, so that was uh, not a not a good moment for the club, but it's definitely something I remember. Um, and it was kind of interesting to uh, go through that during that time. <laughs> guys have like a big fourth of july event where like like it's one of the um the biggest events of the year or is it somewhere because i know some clubs i know a lot of them have the bigger uh events but some actually don't even have it is it your club whatever like a a lot of people come through for it yeah for sure so uh fourth of july is actually one of our bigger events i would say it's probably second or third too so i think it might be easter mother's day and the fourth of july are kind of like the main main events that just involve our members because the speedway miracle tournament doesn't necessarily involve our members um right okay it's kind of outside of it i mean obviously there's a few people that are in it that are members but fourth of july is definitely huge 
us. I mean, it's a it's a great time, and we, we like to think that we put on a better show than the the city of Kettering. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, usually the clubs go all out for the fireworks Fourth of July. I know that's a big thing for a lot of them. So, um, all right. So very interesting insight there. Um, now we're going to the Would You Rather segment, Club Talk edition. Uh, I'll give you two choices. You just choose me, choose one, and uh, why. So uh, the first one, informal or formal dining? Ooh, I'm going to go with informal. I say that because I feel like if you can have quality informal dining, you're going to have a better experience with your members. You're going to be, you're going to feel more open with them. Uh, I feel like in a formal setting, uh, there tends to be more tension for no reason. So I, I, I would pick informal on that one. I would go. I when I was working for my past two clubs, it, it was usually informal in like a fast food restaurant. But you know, it's it's a country club informal sort of really cool to get to know the members, and um, it is like um, I guess like in and out, like so you get different tables, but um, it's it's more spaced out. I guess I, I liked informal than formal too. All right, so front of the house or back of the house? Ooh, this one's tough for me, oh, man. I, I guess I'll I'll pick front of the house because uh, getting to know the members has been just such a pivotal part for me the last few months, especially with country clubs. Um, I really do like the back of the house because I really do enjoy cooking, but I would have to say I would rather interact with members than sit back in a kitchen that is just too hot. The answer was surprising to me, bro. I thought, I thought you'd for sure go back. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, this one's tough. I, I would say both, honestly, but I, I think if I had to choose one, because it's just the member experience to me and talking with them and hearing their stories is uh, better. Yeah, I'm definitely front of the house person. I don't think this past year, I mean, I don't think I worked on your teams in the back of the house for our events <laughs> this past year. I, you know you know about me and my can't make a hard-boiled egg somehow. And Tom's <laughs> That's all right. We can get you there. <laughs> right. All right. So one of my last ones, uh, Mexican or seafood? that's yeah. not even close but Mexican food I can eat it any day every day all day yeah I, I go seafood just because uh, I mean in Ohio you can't really get high quality seafood in my opinion my, that's true so I mean Mexican food I mean I guess you could I guess you could but I guess seafood when I go places outside of Ohio I try and get seafood just because you know you can't go to I mean all I'm doing silvers you know you, I mean uh, alright so you you first joined CMA this year I'm wondering how you, like your thoughts on the CMA World Conference and maybe the number one thing you most enjoyed about it. Yeah, so I honestly wish I would have joined or knew about CMA a little bit earlier. Um, I got a lot of the information from my internship uh, with most of the managers being a part of it. But I think my favorite part or what I learned most about the CMA World Conference was definitely how open and how involved all the managers that came are. I mean, they were really easy to talk to. They had a lot of good insight. Those uh, meetings, I guess, you, like sessions, uh, were really informative. And I, I enjoyed the little things, especially hearing a lot of people's stories on how to get better with that. I'm big on being better every single day. Um, so that was kind of nice to see. Yeah, I don't know. I really, it, it's tough. I, I think if I would have joined CMA earlier, I would have done so much more with it. But I only only got it for a few months. Right. Yeah, my uh, I definitely enjoyed the conferences as I went on. I've been in it for three years now, and so 
with that, I knew people this conference where I wouldn't have known them like freshman year. You know, the, the Florida State people, you know, I didn't know them freshman year. So, but definitely as my conferences went on, I got to know more connections. And um, like this past one, I went to almost all the education sessions with someone that I either, I either met um, at my freshman or sophomore one. So definitely, I, I wish you would have been in it sooner too, just because all the great experiences. I mean, we got to travel a lot. Um, that's the number one thing that I enjoy is, you know, we went to Fort Wayne, Indiana. I got to go to uh, Westchester, New York um, last November, and then we went to Dallas, Texas this past month. So travel is definitely the number one thing that I like about CMAA because um, in other clubs, you're not able to do that really. So another question I had for you was I know I noticed that you worked at BrewDog um, and a lot of your culinary experiences at OU has been through the back of the house. Uh, has that given you either a broader experiences uh, being in front of the house or just a different experience overall in the club industry? So honestly, I think everybody should get a little bit of back of the house experience if you're going to work in a restaurant area, even if it's just the front of the house. Uh, getting to know what goes on in the back of the house is really important. Um, knowing how things work, how to expedite, um, it really makes a difference. You can instantly tell if somebody's ever worked in the back of the house um, as a waiter or server or hostess or anything like that um, just on how they interact and their knowledge of what's going on um, as far as your banquet events go I do think it's really important also that you have back of the house experience I, I just feel like it, it's 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 pivotal just to have even the slightest amount I, I know a lot of people hate the back of the house and I don't blame them it's not easy it's not the most fun thing in the world to do it's it's tough work and you got to respect the people that do it, but I, I just think you you need to have that little bit no matter what. Yeah, I mean, like the, the chefs, to be honest, are like the wine chefs and some the sous chefs have been like some of the more interesting people I've talked to through their experiences and just they're overall like some of the coolest people I've met down at the club. I always enjoyed um, getting conversations with them in the morning or um, coordinating them, trying to sell specials and stuff like that. Do you have any like cool experiences from the back of the house? Um, either working at BrewDog or I guess BrewDog, I guess. Cause I... So yeah, I got the opportunity to, but as far as BrewDog went, um, the experiences I had with that, they kind of took me under their wing because I had zero back of the house experience at the time. And I basically went into my interview saying, I got to learn somehow. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to kick it, you know, and these guys, when I say it, they're a relaxed group of people I've ever met in my life. I, I really mean that. It's, uh, it was a whole different just atmosphere at BrewDog. Everybody took me with like open arms. Um, they, I mean, they saw me struggle at the start, but grow into the person that I am today with uh, a bunch of nice skills. I can, they, I turned into just this mise en place master for them. They, <laughs> <laughs> they never thought it would happen. Um, and I got to work with a bunch of events. Uh, I even got to take time on the line that I never thought I would get. Started making pizzas like it was my job. You know, working at the fry station, working salads, working grill, everything. So I got to kind of get taken under um, everybody's wing. And they showed me anything and everything from how to cut cauliflower faster to um, properly, like, skin afterwards and all this other thing so having all that experience is, was nice and it's kind of funny too because uh my old sous chef at brewdog actually left brewdog and took a job at ohio university and he's now the sous chef 
Oh, wow. At Nelson Mark, or Nelson uh, Dining Hall. So I actually still get to see him a lot of the times, uh, which has been really nice because uh, he was definitely somebody that I learned a lot from. Yeah, so at Ohio University, I worked at uh, the culinary services. It's kind of like the auxiliary. So I worked at all the markets. Um, and as well as the culinary studio that's inside Jeff Market. Um, so I got to do a bunch of the finances for him. There wasn't a lot of cooking to do or any like back of the house things besides setting up orders. But I mean, you, you've been to the markets before. They're just small grocery stores, small little convenience stores. So I mean, there's uh, the there's the Boar's Head though, right? And Jeff. Yeah, there's yeah. a Boar's Head and Jeff. Um, I don't really have to mess too much with uh, Boar's Head and Jeff or just Jeff. And general because it's kind of like its own entity at Ohio University compared to the other markets and Ringside. I worked at Ringside a little bit. Uh, the concession stand they have there, I mean, employees needed some help, just like any other <laughs> concession stand, just ripping out drinks and hot chocolate every time, you know, went through too many hot chocolates. So. And, and if I remember correctly, you, you didn't you turn 21 on, uh, or like it was your 21st birthday on the, on the shift of a... Uh, Oh um, uh, yeah, that, that was an experience too. So uh, I, I did. I turned 21. Uh, I didn't take the day off because I don't understand people that take their birthday off. It's you're just getting one year older. <laughs> you can celebrate it when you get home. Um, they thought it would be a great idea to stage a uh, keg stand in the kitchen because our executive chef was gone to because like Brewdog's a UK company, so they sent them out to England to like learn about the new beers they're coming out with and how they want to pair it with foods. So he was just enjoying that, and we were like, eh, what, why not? You know, he, he wouldn't allow this if he was here, so we're going to do it now. <laughs> so we like staged this picture. I still have it, um, and it's it's one of the funniest things ever. This, they, they started holding me up to do this fake cake stand. Um, and then, like, every after every shift, you, you get, like, a shift beer there. Um, and they, like, have samples of all the, like, weekly beers they come out with. So you kind of get to, like, become a beer connoisseur. Nice. And, and learn about that, which is kind of cool. They even have, like, beer school for you. And you get paid, like, an extra $50 a month if you take it an hour or two long, three classes or something like that. So that was a unique experience, too. Now, at BrewDog, I assume they probably have, like, a large selection of beers, too, right? Yeah, so I think, uh, oh, man, I think there's a good 25 to 40, and it's their setup is actually really cool, because um, inside of, like, one of those giant, like, freight crates that you would see on, like, one of those huge ships with just, like, the metal containers. Okay. Uh, they they turned that into a beer cooler, essentially, <laughs> nice. and all the taps are outside um and they just have a big billboard on it it's kind of like a, a weird amazing site at the brew dog i worked at in canal winchester because uh, the brewery is also on site so you kind of got you got to like take tours of the brewery itself then there was also the hotel with like the first ever hotel to have a keg in every room and like shower beers and all this other stuff so the whole atmosphere there was just different it was a really really enjoyable time for me that's really cool. All right, so uh, one of my last questions for you is, do you have any advice for students either going into their first internship um, based on your past experience at NCR? So the main thing I would say is to be active in it and really try to get to know members. 
those members are the best experiences you're going to have. Um, those members have so much knowledge, uh, and they can help you out in so many different ways. So don't be afraid to get to know them. I know I have personal um, stories with uh, one person. His name's Mr. Boomershine. He's like an ex-FBI agent, and he I, every time I went in, he saw me, told me to come on over. He'd tell me a story every single day. You know, wow. I, I have a few members that I knew exactly what they ordered every single day, and they ended up helping me out um, with like some life issues that I had going on. They had heard about my grandma at the time, and they, they were just really supportive. I mean, these members are basically supposed to be a part of your family. So really getting to know them, helping them out, is going to help you out in the long run. Now, now is the Mr. Boomshine, is that a need-to-know information? He was next FBI agent. Yeah, I mean, it's it was insane. I mean, the stories he would tell, I mean, obviously you couldn't tell them all, but like just his persona about it was, uh, I, I don't even know like where the whole ex-FBI agent came from. I think it was one of... Uh, my managers that had brought it up such a you would have like expected him the way he dresses and everything like that like to be somebody like that like aviator shades on every single day like typical i mean he's he's an older gentleman too so he was in the era that you know those aviator shades would have made sense (laughs) right right so it was was a fun experience definitely definitely getting to know the members for sure is, is is my best advice very cool Okay, so that was actually the last question I had for you. Um, now it's, uh, you know, if, before I end, I always ask my guests if um, it's called Flip the Script, if they have any questions you have for me. Um, if not, then uh, we'll end it. So uh, do you have any other questions for me? Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> i got to come up with at least one question for you. Uh, yeah, let's go with, uh, since I don't know a lot about the big city, the big apple, I know you had an internship in, in New York. Right. Uh, what's, what's like the, the difference that you found with uh, a large city like that compared to say something smaller like uh, NCR? Um, so I actually worked in the Bronx, but I lived in the city. Um, however, in the city clubs are a lot different than say an NCR country club because they don't have golf. Um, and I know country clubs golf is one of their biggest avenues. Uh, so at the city house, they had, I believe, 23, 24 floors. Um, I was on the 19th floor for the summer. They gave me a hotel room. But on the different floors, they would have probably, I don't know, it was, it was like probably seven or eight floors of guest rooms. And then um, one, one floor had a, a basketball court with the gym. Another one had an Olympic-sized uh, pool. Um, another one had one for squash. So I guess the city clubs um, in the city, most of theirs is in one building. Whereas the country clubs, you know, uh, the big golf course, they have the pool separated um with the clubhouse but in the city house um everything's in one building the place that i worked over the summer in the bronx was um, like a country club but it was an athletic club so um, they were more focused on sports they had a huge rugby field um they had a huge uh newly built in the past couple years fitness facility they had a pool they had a restaurant but um at the new york athletic club they did not have golf so I think that that'd be the number one thing compared to maybe like a smaller size NCR where it's just everything's in one building compared to what I believe from what you said, like the pool and golf course are all separate. So um, right. that, I guess that'd be my response. So that, It just seems so weird to me that like, <laughs> every floor is different, you know, it's like, especially coming from NCR, you know, it's just one level. You walk outside, you walk inside, you walk to the pool, you don't walk to the pool. I mean, it's just, 
I guess CR is also just known for its golf since it did hold PGA certified like tournaments and everything like that back in the day. So yeah, and the number one thing uh, I guess I what from talking to previous managers there that live, that work in the city house, it's a union there, so um, only specific workers. So say um, Jean Claude was the manager and he wanted uh, some tables and chairs for an event, he could only call on actual like porters to get them. And um, if they were doing something else, he, he had to wait. He couldn't ask his servers to go get them because it's a union and they, it's not part in their job description. So he'd have to wait for those porters to be done. And then you'd have to get them from a certain floor, wait for the elevators. And uh, so I guess that would be another challenge for um, a city club in a union where, um, you know, all, I'm, from my past two experiences, all the servers would help set up the tables and chairs and um, they would help set up the events, whereas um, we didn't really have too many porters. Yeah. All right, Dalton, uh, do you have anything else? If not, I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I have any more questions for it. I really appreciate you uh, having me on here for this. Uh, it's definitely a fun time for me. So. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully, uh, um, again, sorry that this happened during your senior year. Um, like you said, probably not the best time for this to happen, but um, I wish you the best at NCR, and I'll stay in touch with you, man. Thank you so much.